Hello, everyone. My name is Rachel Calvis, and I am here today with Ashley Freeze. How are you today, Ashley? I'm doing good, Rachel. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's a good start to the week. It is a Tuesday, so just looking forward to the rest of the week and seeing what we have going on and stuff like that. Obviously, we are doing um, internal interviews for Six City Marketing so people can kind of get an understanding of like who we are, what we do, both inside the office and outside the office. So just to jump right into things, I thought I would ask you, uh, what has your journey been like uh, that has led you to become the general manager at Six City Marketing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a crazy journey. Uh, this May will actually be my five-year anniversary with Six City Marketing, which is insane to think about. Um, you know, I can't believe I've been working with, you know, the same company and a lot of the same people for the past five years, but I've enjoyed it, you know, along the way. Uh, I actually started when, you know, when I first came on board here, I started as an account manager. Mm -hmm. Um, so dealing a lot with clients, you know, working with people is something that I'm very passionate about. So I knew that, you know, when I was going into a career or looking for a job, I wanted to have that interaction working with new people every single day, which is definitely exposure that I got on the, you know, account management side. Mm -hmm. um, from there, I was probably in that role for about two years. Uh, the time I started, we were about 10 or 11 employees. I think I was the 11th employee um, at Six City Marketing. And, you know, as we continue to grow at any given time, you know, I had somewhere between 15, 20 clients that I would handle, mm -hmm. um, learned a lot about digital marketing. Uh, I actually got my degree in marketing from John Carroll, but I didn't really apply it until right. I started working at Six City Marketing. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, I learned a lot in those two years, just about the industry in general, uh, which then actually led me to becoming the account director. So mm -hmm. at that point in time, you know, I realized, you know, after talking with John, I realized that I wanted to manage people or like also still work with like internal employees at Six City Marketing. I was very drawn to that and like drawn to the more business side of things. So at that point, um, you know, there was an opportunity for me to move in um, up the ladder, if you will, uh, to an account director position where at that time, you know, I managed the account managers below me, still had clients while so I was still getting that interaction. Um, but I started to work a little bit more with the team, just, mm -hmm. you know, growing which was really nice. And I really did like that aspect of it. And then two years later, um, you know, an opportunity kind of arose, you know, at that point we were probably at like 16, 17 employees. So for a small company, that's a lot of growth actually. Like it doesn't sound like it, but it, it is. So at that right. point, you know, I started working with John a little bit more, um, was pretty interested in like the business operations of things actually. You know, I'm a huge numbers person. I have a math minor from... <laughs> back in the day. Wow. So I do like working with numbers. Um, so kind of taking a look at some of like, you know, bottom line metrics, how fast are we growing? Like, you know, what else do we need to do to get to the next level? Mm -hmm. I really started, you know, to be drawn more to that. Um, and then again, like an opportunity came up where, you know, John was looking to try to get out of like the day-to-day -day business stuff, which is something that I like wanted to learn more about. So mm -hmm. That is, you know, how I eventually ended up as a general manager. So that's something that I still, you know, take a look at. So more of the business operations stuff. I don't have interactions anymore with clients, but um, to some extent, I still do. I, I still work with people, you know, all of our department leads, you know, we're a company of almost 20 people now. So I stu still do get like, you know, the interaction of 
of talking to people, which I still like. So it's been a ride. It has. No, that's awesome that you bring that up as well, just because like you speaking on the fact that you are like the 11th member. And obviously we have people that like come in and out every so often. Right. But I look at it well as well. I was the 20th. Right. So like just to kind of see the progression and growth just from like a standpoint of like being a small business is in truly incredible, honestly. And um, I guess I just wanted to like mention as well, you're definitely on that more business side of things and especially in the world of like digital marketing and things like that as well. We deal with like a bunch of different facets, right? Like we deal with creatives, we deal with like the communication aspect, the business, like how do we keep this business moving on every single facet? So it's very interesting to see like the coworkers that you work with and like the people that you see on a daily basis, but we're all doing so many different things, which kind of leads me into my next question a little bit. You've been at Six City Marketing for almost five years, I noted. And this week marks the first time you wrote a blog post for Six City, right? And that's like cross it <laughs> off my bucket list. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, how was it? How did it go? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> you know, I made it to the other side. Um, I actually did enjoy it. So it was a pretty fun blog post to write. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was about Pittsburgh and I used to live there for many years. Um, I was definitely very nervous about it because I was like, you know, I've been here for five years. I know exactly what our company does. <laughs> our employees write blog posts every single day for people. But it's and writing has just never been one of my strong suits. But I was actually very I was excited and nervous at the same time to like get into it. Um, but it was actually really fun. Like once I finished it and I, I looked at my word document, it was like, you wrote over 2000 words. And I was just like, this is amazing. I'm amazing. And I did this. So, um, I'm glad it's done because, (laughs) you know, I, I mean, I, I did enjoy it, but, um, it made me realize that the, the avenue that I took being the general manager was the correct path for me. Absolutely. No, but, um, I feel like maybe possibly if you look at it since you lived in Pittsburgh as well like you knew about the places you were writing about too right oh yeah a lot of the places that I wrote about I I genuinely love those spots some Mm -hmm. of my favorite restaurants some of my favorite cocktails when people would come visit me when my family would come in town those were a lot of the places where I'm like we are going here here and here and (laughs) that's the end of it so a lot of great spots in Pittsburgh it's a pretty good foodie town how long were you there so I lived there. Um, I graduated John Carroll in 2015 and I lived there through almost the end of 2018. So just about three years. Okay. Yeah. No, um, that just makes me think about like, I mean, I'm a recent mover to the Cleveland area just in general too. And like, especially at first I was like, I have no idea where I'm at or what I'm doing or what's around. And it's always just getting suggestions and stuff like that. But especially as you kind of grow accustomed to like a place in general, like you're like, we have to hit here, 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 and here. And don't forget that, um, Jim from work also basically stated like, oh, like you should also go here. And it's like, it's always a learning experience, which it's like great, especially, I mean, I wrote about Indianapolis as well. So it's like fun just to be able to be like, oh, like here are some great recommendations. You know what I mean? Right. And I just feel like it's sometimes 
the, the best places to find are the ones that you do get through recommendations. It's like the little hole in the wall that you would never actually think is good, but ends up being a great spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was able to find a lot of those in Pittsburgh, you know, when I lived there. So it, it was fun to write about them. I, I got very nostalgic. I started going through my camera while looking up all the, the, I remember that dish that I had there. Like I have a photo <laughs> of it and where is it? Um, I went down a rabbit hole, but yeah, it, it was fun to write that. No, I believe it. Honestly. Um, I guess moving on to the next question that I had for you just in general, um, since we are trying to highlight in this podcast, basically like what um, individuals in our company are doing both inside and outside of the roles that they work in. I just wanted to ask you in general, uh, what passions do you continue to pursue while you're off the clock? Sure. Um, Great question. So something that I've been able to, you know, keep with me as I've like gotten into like my adult years is, um, staying close to sports that I grew up with. So I, you know, played three sports in high school. I played lacrosse at John Carroll. Um, and actually when I moved back to Cleveland, one of my good friends, um, that I played high, high school lacrosse with growing up, she's actually a math teacher at a, a school on the West side. Um, and she's the lacrosse coach there. So when I moved back to Cleveland in, in 2018, I also started coaching high school lacrosse, which, you know, has kept me into the sport and also just like involved in the community. Mm-hmm. So, um, it is a pretty big time commitment. Lacrosse is a spring sport. So you will soon find out in, you know, a couple weeks here, um, you'll <laughs> maybe complaining about it a little bit more often, um, than I should, but I truly do really like working with some of the, like the younger girls, you know, high school is a tough age for Mm -hmm. some people. And I think letting them have that outlet of lacrosse, you know, it still allows me to be involved in a sport that I love. Um, Definitely not as good at it anymore. You know, I definitely (laughs) drop a lot more passes than I used to, but it still gets me out there and like keeps like that athletic part of me going. Right. Um, So I I do really enjoy doing that. This is actually going to be my fifth season doing that. So that's awesome there too. Do you get to watch like students like younger? I mean, like high school students, I guess kind of you, they grow up like knowing you and stuff and they come back and they're like, oh, Ashley's back. Like, you know, like we're going to practice Ashley's there. Right. Like you're kind of shaping like these kids, like moving forward, basically, you know, it's really weird. You say that because this upcoming year is going to be the first year that I, kids that I started coaching my first year at lacrosse just graduated college. Um, so they were the seniors, like when I first started. So like, you know, I only worked with them for a year, but like they are graduating college now. Right. Um, and some of the girls who were my, again, was my first year coaching. They started out as freshmen they are going to college this year. So it's really cool to say, you know, Hey, I've been with you for like four years of your high school career. It is really neat to see where they go to college. You know, if they're playing sports there, like and what they're studying, right. Um, four years as a high school age person is a long time. So the people that they were, you know, as freshmen, they're really different as seniors, like going off into college. So it actually is really, it's nostalgic for me too, because I think about like, whoa, I've been here for four years of these, you know, athletes lives. And like, now they're going off and like doing, you know, bigger and better things, going to college. I always tell them, I wish I was going to college. That was (laughs) ages ago for me. Um, but it's really cool. Cause then they do come back and they're like, how are you doing? I actually had one of, um, 
one of the lacrosse girls, she's still in college. I forget where she goes, but she actually reached out to me last year. Um, she was trying to get into a business fraternity at her college. Right. And she reached out and she was like, Hey, Ashley, do you still work at that marketing company? And do you like it? And if so, can I interview you? Like, I need to interview people that are in the field that I'm studying right. to get into this business fraternity, which I thought was really cool that she thought of me. So mm-hmm. it, it's been nice. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, like you talk about like the five years that you've been doing it as well, going right back to that conversation about like Pittsburgh and everything as well. You build like a foundation for yourself and you kind of realize like you talk about like being nostalgic and stuff like that. You're like, how much? Like, it's nice to see, like, the hard work that you put in, like, it paid off, even in, like, a job, too. Like, being yeah. in Six City for five years as well, you probably could sit here and be like, there's a lot of, like, high points, like, to my position, especially being able to, like, expand and get, like, move up and, like, the like just the business, just in general, you know? Like, it connects to a bunch of different things. It is. And it's cool. It's cool to look back on because, you know, like I said, the the what's the saying the days go slow but the years go fast or something like that is that the phrase that people use it's something like that like the days are (laughs) slow but the years fly by and it is really true some days you know I mean the days do go slow but when when I think about when I was thinking that like my five-year anniversary was coming up for work and coaching lacrosse right it blew my mind a little bit just because it's like you know the person that I also was you know five years ago is completely different than who I am now and just like thinking about you know the ups and downs and like you know people that I've impacted the people that I've met it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool to think about um just even growing as like an individual and like moving in general I know you haven't done that in five like within the five years but still like just moving and like being able to come back like because I know you went to John Carroll so coming back to Cleveland basically and just being like wait is John Carroll in Cleveland east side yeah okay I'm like I said that for a second and I was like am I wrong like (laughs) east side of Cleveland you are correct okay (laughs) I'm still trying to figure it out myself so like no just like being able to kind of go through these like phases of life right and just kind of mark them by certain time periods and stuff and be like I've grown a lot as an individual and there's still more to learn you know yeah no it's fun I still have to get John you know he's said for the past couple of years, you know, we need to get the office to um, one of my lacrosse games so you guys can see coaching <laughs> Ashley in action. So oh. we'll have to get that on the agenda. Is coaching Ashley loud? I need to know. Like Coaching Ashley is very different than Six City Marketing Ashley, um, which is, I talk to John <laughs> about this all the time. You know, it's, it's very funny how I like compartmentalize myself. Yeah. I'm a very competitive person by nature. So <laughs> lacrosse Ashley is a little intense. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's funny to see the difference. Honestly, if you, you said your friend coaches on or teaches on the West side, I mean, like if we get something together, I feel like it'd be really easy for us to make it like a a company outing of some sort where it's like, we start at the office and then go to the game. Like that would be hilarious. Right. And like, <laughs> my girls would love it on the team. They would think that is the coolest thing ever. That would be hilarious. No, I'd be all for it. Like, I mean, <laughs> just having like the opportunity would just, I would like to see coaching Ashley in action. I think that'd be awesome. I think everyone, <laughs> everyone should witness that at some point in their lives. So I'm all, I'm all for it. I honestly, I might bring it up to John when we have, whenever Please we do. get a chance. Please do. <laughs> 
Did you have any other, I guess, um, specific like um, things that you do while you're off the clock as well? They don't maybe have to be as big as lacrosse, but anything like you would recommend for people? Like for me, it's reading. You know what I mean? So like, I guess I just wanted to ask that as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, a big traveler too. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's hard, you know, sometimes to, you know, take big trips, but I, I try to, you know, bounce around, do weekend trips here and there. Um, mm-hmm. my parents, you know, are snowbirds now they live down in Florida. So I try to travel there when I can, which is, you know, it's depressing when I'm in Cleveland and they send me pictures of the blue sky and palm trees, but, um, it's a good escape there too. But I don't know, besides that, I, you know, um, as you know, I, I also have my beloved Riggins, my dog. So I actually do a lot of stuff with him too. You know, on the weekends we go to, I find coffee shops that dogs can go to. Um, I don't know. I, I like spending time with him. So just, you know, little things here and there going on walks, exploring Cleveland when the weather isn't terrible out, um, is something that I like to do. That's so funny that you brought that up actually, because I was going to ask about Riggins. I have had the distinct pleasure of meeting Riggins and he's absolutely, He's amazing. Like <laughs> he's great. I guess I just wanted to ask, like, I mean, how old is Riggins? He going on the theme of five years, he's five. Is he really? A lot of things have happened in the past five years of my life, apparently. But I yes, feel- he's he's five. <laughs> I feel like Ashley five years ago was like, we're just gonna get ourselves out there and we're just gonna do it, right? Like <laughs> I know. I would love to know what was going through my head five years ago because we made a lot of changes, but you they ended a- up being good changes. <laughs> They're wonderful changes. I mean, like you sit there and you think about it, like things that have lasted for five years. I'm like isn't that a good choice? Like on my part, you know what I mean? It's like a hair color, you know, like you keep it around. You're like, oh yeah, that was a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not to the same extent, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But Riggins is awesome. He's my little sidekick. So um, Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess I just wanted to ask in general, um, do you have any like funny stories about Riggins himself or anything like that? Oh, where to begin, Rachel? Um, (laughs) He's just a funny little dog in general. I mean, you've met him, so I'm sure you've heard some of the sounds that this little creature makes. But I mean, I guess some of like the it's small things that happen. But he's I mean, he's a French bulldog. He Mm -hmm. has a short nose. So he he snorts and makes a lot of weird sounds all the time. So it's pretty funny, you know, whenever I take him down to Lakewood park or, you know, I'm somewhere out with him and there's people that don't know him all the time. They're like, what is he doing? Like, is he growling? (laughs) Like, is he purring? And it's just, I always have a laugh with strangers about it because like, it's ridiculous what he sounds like sometimes. And the only thing that you can do is laugh about it. Like what, what are you doing here, sir? Right. Um, So he's just a a funny little man in general. One other story that I distinctly remember it. My saw my life flash in front of me when this happens, but it's funny now to think about it. But, um, I actually went into the office one day last, last year was in the summer and I have my house. I have a front porch and I have a little gate up so Riggins can go outside with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't go down the stairs to go to my driveway and onto the road. So right. um, he only is allowed outside on the porch when I am also out there. Mm-hmm. And one day last year, I went into the office and I have a 
a security camera, but it's basically a, just a live feed of me being able to watch what Riggins is doing all day in my house. And uh, that's the only thing I use it for. No intruders or anything like that. It's just to spy on my dog. But um, I got to work and I usually look at the camera often when I'm not at home with Riggins, just because I like to check in on him and see what he's doing. Right. And it was I don't know what was happening that day at work, but it was the busiest day ever. And from the moment that I got to work until about 3.30 PM, I didn't pick up my phone a single time. We had a client in the office for a lunch meeting. So I didn't even have, like, I didn't even have time to look at my phone while I was grabbing lunch. Mm -hmm. So basically the entire day goes by and 3.30 hits. And I finally look at my phone And I say, why do I have so many notifications of movement happening in my house from my camera? Right. And so I open it and it's, you can see my front door. It's an inside camera. So you can see like the front door and like my couch and everything like that. Uh And I open the app and my front door is just wide open. (laughs) And I can see, thank goodness, I can see Riggins in the frame at this point, but he is sunbathing on my front porch because I went to work and left my front door open. So Riggins, meanwhile, I, at that point, my heart dropped because I was like, I, Riggins has been outside for eight hours at this point, just waltzing in and out of the house. Um, I had my little brother come over. He lives a couple houses down from me. And I was like, you need to go over there and put Riggins inside because I've accidentally left my door open for eight hours. So that was pretty <laughs> funny to look back on now. Um, wasn't as funny in the moment, but he he lived his life that day. He got to sunbathe bathe on the porch. He was coming inside, going out as he pleases. So that's hilarious, though. And I'm surprised you didn't like get like obviously you said it was a busy day, but I'm surprised you didn't like pick up on it earlier. Like you didn't get a call from like your brother or like even a neighbor. If you knew your neighbors, like that's just ridiculous. (laughs) It was just the perfect storm because I was like any other day. I feel like I would have looked at my phone at 9 a.m. when I first got to the office and realized my door was open. Right. But for whatever reason, it was just the perfect storm that day. So he, he got to live a little bit of paradise that day outside in the sun that's amazing speaking of paradise actually now that you brought that up but um you said also that you like to travel and I guess I also wanted to ask like uh what's the most breathtaking place you've ever visited and why so when I was in college I had um the ability and pleasure of studying abroad actually so I actually lived in Ireland uh for just under six months So I, I went abroad when I was a sophomore in college. So I Mm -hmm. went for my spring semester, um, traveled around a ton. So I was able, you know, to hit a bunch of different European countries over there, but living in Ireland was a life changing experience. Um, the pictures that I'm sure you've, have you ever been to Ireland? Have you ever been there? I have not. I've been, um, I've been to France, I've been to Italy, but I've never been like up to like the England, Ireland area at all. So all European cities are beautiful, but Ireland is just, you know, the the picturesque green grass against the ocean with random sheep roaming around is actually true. Like that yeah. happens <laughs> when you are in Ireland. You will be d- driving down a tiny little road. Sheep are in the middle of the street. Sometimes you have to stop and wait for them to pass. But like that picturesque, like if you were to Google pictures of Ireland, 
um, you know, that, that green scenery, um, with, you know, the water in the background, the sheep, the wild horses. I mean, it is true. Like that is what Ireland looks like. It was beautiful. I believe Um, it. I feel like the best way to, I've, I feel like I've seen photos of Ireland before and the best way to describe it is just like lush, you know, like it's very lively. Yes. I think that's a great way to describe it. And it's very authentic. I mean, you know, you have like the cobblestone, like I said, you have all these, you know, in between these like green pastures, it's all the, um, they have like the stone built up, like these stone walls, like the old castles that they have there. It's, it's just so interesting because it's so different than Cleveland, you know, or anywhere I've been in the United States. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's just picturesque is really the only way to describe it. Um, this year, actually, so I was there in 2013. So this is my 10 year anniversary of, you know, living abroad in Ireland. It's been on my bucket list to go back ever since. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a wonderful place. If you ever get the chance to go on another European type of travel, highly recommend Ireland. It is a great, great country. Even um, just the aspect you said earlier, you said you had like the pleasure of being able to study abroad in college. As someone that has also studied abroad in college, I also want to recommend if that's something that you are able to achieve within the four years that you are there, I would highly, highly, highly recommend it because, I mean, there's something about like traveling one when like you're young, right? Independent traveling, you know, because we don't really make big trips like that when we're younger besides being like with family maybe necessarily, right? right? And then also at the same time, it still has that structure that you have like a program that you're able to follow and stuff like that as well. Like I was in Italy for two weeks, right? When I went, it's not six, it's not nearly as long as six months, (laughs) but still, I mean, like it's very much very structured, but also a great chance to be like, here's everything on the itinerary. We're going to do it and you're going to love it. Right. Like, you know, you don't have to make the choices, you know, (laughs) and it's an opportunity. I love a good planned trip. Don't get me wrong, but it's also (laughs) like a really good, good opportunity to experience things that I would have never been able to do at college. I mean, you know, you're living away from your parents for the first time, you know, for the most part, but just, I don't know, like really putting yourself out there, like an experiencing a different culture. I do think it was, I mean, it was eye opening, mm-hmm. um, you know, compared to what I was used to it was the first time that I was ever out of the country, um, learned a lot, saw a lot, you know, was able to appreciate a lot, met a lot of lifelong friends. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree with you, you know, anyone, you know, who's thinking about studying abroad, that's one of the, you know, my, um, my favorite memories from from college right well thank you I appreciate uh your input on that as well and I guess I just have one last little question to kind of circle back around to I know we talked earlier regarding like passions and things that you do while you're off the clock and uh, just one broad general question just to finish off our conversation from today a wonderful conversation have I mind you but um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, what do you think is the key to a healthy work-life balance? That's a great question. Um, and it's something that I actually put a lot of thought into, you know, when I was thinking about, you know, what career and what industry that I, you know, wanted to get into. Um, I think it's, you know, it's always good to separate your your work life from, you know, your personal life. Something mm-hmm. that I've been fortunate to have in this job here at Six City Marketing is, 
I truly do leave my, my work at home. Um, I know there's some professions where like, it doesn't, you're not, it does like the job just doesn't allow you to do that. But right. you know, when I close my computer at 5 PM or like when I sign off on Friday afternoon for a weekend, like I fully enjoy what I have planned for like my time off, which I think is huge. Mm-hmm. Giving yourself like that little bit of a mental break and not constantly having to like, think about something at work is like, for me, that gives me a, a very, very good separation between, you know, my work and then what I do outside of it. And there's definitely things that overlap. I mean, you know, Sarah watches my dog, you know, I see Sarah outside of work. I hang out with a lot of coworkers outside of work. So there is that crossover, right. but when it comes to, you know, the nitty gritty work stuff, um, I think it's really important, at least for me to, to see that separation between, you know, my job and then what I'm doing outside of work, which has really helped. I completely agree with you. I mean, like coming into like an atmosphere like six city marketing, you kind of just, I, I agree with you like a hundred percent. Like I'm able to start my day at eight 30, but then also at four 30, close that computer. And it's not even, I don't want to say it's not a thought until the next day, but it's right, not the right. first thought until the next day. You know what I mean? So like, I definitely appreciate that and having that physical, it's not physical, but like that, like legitimate, like barrier between the two is really yeah. great because it allows for us to be like, okay, like it allows you to take a step back and like take a breather. You know what I mean? And just be like, this isn't important right now, which is okay. Right. Which is definitely okay. And it also makes me, you know, when I, cause I wasn't able actually to do that in my last job, you know, I, I felt like there was a lot of crossover and it really did burn me out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being able to come in on a Monday with like a fresh mind, right. is like says a lot, actually, you know, it, it helps me actually do my job better. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that I do have that separation. Um, because I, I do think it is very important no, to have abso- that. Absolutely. And um I guess I'm just grateful to have a job like Six City Marketing that gives us the opportunity to do that too. Cause I hear of a lot of people that also have that same struggle being like, when will it end? You know? Right. Like right. I always have to be like alert, which isn't necessarily the case. It is for some instances. I understand like some industries and stuff. You're like, okay, yeah, you're on the clock all the time. But, you know, for us, definitely there is a start and a finish. And I'm glad that being at Six City as well, it's definitely something that I do see on a day-to-day basis. So, well, I think that's all I got for you, Ashley. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Thanks, Rachel. No, I had um, a blast doing this. It's always good to kind of, you know, I like talking about things like this. So it was good. For sure. And I obviously we're um, having these interviews uh, scheduled just so like people on the outside get to know us on both like a this is the work I do level, but also at the same time, this is my dog Riggins. And this is the one time he got on the porch and sunbathed all day while I was at work. So <laughs> Yes. That's right. There's more to us than just the work we do. For sure. Absolutely. So thank you again. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. (laughs) Well, thanks, Rachel. No problem. Bye. Bye.